0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs. Let's ride! Just the
1: two of us. We can make it if we try. Let's go. All right. John Machado of The Athletic. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash. We may have some other people joining us, but you know what? Right now, it's time to go. You're here. Let's get to it. You were in the locker room, and Mike McCarthy spoke today. Mike McCarthy basically told us, "Mm, Cooper Russell's going to play because the Dak Prescott is still in the medical evaluation phase of this thing.
2: Right. And so he said that he would do some throwing after practice, which was going to be a portion we wouldn't get to see. So the portion we were able to see, Dak was throwing lightly, but with his left hand. He was doing this on purpose because he knew we were all watching. We had, you know, 10 different regular cameras and probably another 15 phone cameras on him. So he was throwing left handed, probably through 20 different throws. But then, at the end of practice, when we were going down to the locker room, he was throwing routes, and those those had some zip on him. Those that's the best I've seen of his throws since the injury. You know, we've seen him do some soft toss and stuff, but he he had some zip on these throws, and so uh, he he did. He was in the locker room briefly, uh, and as he was leaving. Um, he said uh, he was asked how he did and he said solid and then he said ask the receivers and he was told that the receivers said that he had some pop on his throws and he said I always got some pop on my throws I'm not going to throw if I ain't got some pop on my throws so and did he say throws you know what Clarence was, just go <laughs> ahead and, <laughs>
1: did he say I mean, hey bro, bro you late so let the man finish
2: <laughs> hey, he said going. substitute what I said when I said throws substitute that for balls he <laughs> said the word balls okay <laughs> sorry um but yeah, you can tell he's he's get he's getting closer. The seeing him seriously, Joe, you saw that when we walked out the practice. That like some of the routes he was throwing to Dennis Houston and Michael Gallup and that some comebacks, a couple of slants and th- yeah. he looked like uh, this is the first time when I've seen him where I was like, oh, you know what, I could actually see him coming back like in a week or so. Up until that point, you hadn't really seen him throw anything other than like little soft tosses that that you know that we would have completed. But today. That was, that was impressive what he saw at the end of practice. So he's not going to be ready for this game, um, but it looks like he's on track to potentially re- return the following week against Detroit, I would say. Well,
1: let's bring in NickEatman, DallasCowboys.com. We've got Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Uh, your thoughts on Mike McCarthy saying Cooper Rush is going to get – basically said Cooper Rush is going to get the start this week.
3: Well, I mean, I think he's the healthy quarterback. So, I mean, I, I'm going – I mean – I think you guys know how I feel on this. I'm not I'm not benching a quarterback that's undefeated. I've said it a hundred times. I I keep saying it. So I mean, he's undefeated. I would play him and I would, you know, Dak's Thumb won't be healthy to me until Cooper Rush loses. That's the way wow. I look at it.
4: Wow. Wow, what? I don't I don't I don't uh, I don't think that's the process here. But I mean, I hear your opinion. That as long as he's undefeated, you're going to play him. Yeah. And that's. But I don't think that's the process the Cowboys are going with. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. We'll that, well, I'm sure there's subterfuge and, and conspiracy theorists out there. They're just using this and to say that you know to keep Dak on the bench while Cooper's playing. And I'm sure that's that's going to come out. But you know, like Machota said, Dak threw the day for the first time. You know, that they wait till the day to throw and. And limit him today, so he wouldn't have a full week of practice. I, I don't know, but we haven't seen him doing anything. He did more today than he's done, you know, since he's began. But let's be honest: it was initially supposed to be a six day week injury, you know. And it was Jerry and the Cowboys who didn't want to put him on IR and who, at one point, had him playing the Washington game, which was no way possible. And then the Rams game, and today is actually four weeks from surgery. Four weeks. I mean, September twelfth, October twelfth, exactly four weeks from surgery. This is when it—the realistically, he had any chance of—and it still would have been early. You're talking about four weeks from the date of surgery. When you, you know, a surgically repaired uh, thumb, it takes four to six weeks, four to eight weeks for bones to heal. I mean, this is when it should be.
1: Okay. Based on your feeling from Mike McCarthy, when do you think he'll be back? Can we look towards – I don't see this week. Next week? I think next week is – I think next week is – I mean, you look at what he's
4: doing in practice, throwing the ball and what he's done after practice. Again, Dak wants to play. He said, I'm anxious F to get back out there and play. And mentally he's ready. It's just a matter of of going through the process of becoming a quarterback again doing all the things with a quarterback again. I think next week is – the best chance of him returning, but the earliest chance of returning. Now, if they want to continue to be, you know, it depends on how it goes, but it will be, I think the decision is based on medical. I think if you look at how the team is playing and we love what Cooper's done, let's be happy with what Cooper's done. But as Jerry Jones so eloquently said on the radio on Tuesday, you know, there are going to be times when you'll need your quarterback to make plays in the passing game. And they right now, it's a great situation because you have, really need your quarterback to make plays to win games. And Dak Prescott, for the long haul, gives them the best chance to be the best team they can be.
2: And when he comes back, he's now playing with a team that is winning with its defense. And that's a big difference from, from when... You go back to week one last year when he was coming out of training camp, coming off of the shoulder injury. It was like, oh, how much can he throw? Well, look how much he had to throw for them to even be in that Bucks game. He's not going to need to do that right away. He will not have to throw 35, 40 times. So right. he's going to have to make a handful of, right. of, of big-time throws throughout a game, but he's not going to have to make them on every single series with how well this defense is and, playing. And
4: from a mental you know? standpoint, just understand this. No matter what they said, yes, training camp, we thought it was going to be a defensive team, but I know going back to the spring – when Steven and we talked about the lack of weapons and things, well, Dak Prescott can be our Aaron Rodgers. Dak Prescott, he can make other teams, other parts of our team that are lesser or better because we're paying that kind of money. So coming into the season, he felt he had to carry this team. There was a the mindset of Dak can carry us. Dak can make you know, a so-called inferior offensive line, which we thought at the time, a so-called inferior receiving corps. He can uplift those teams like all the great franchise quarterbacks. Now he doesn't have that pressure of having to uplift a team.
1: Now let's go back to what Nick said. Nick said, not benching quarterbacks unbeaten.
2: Right.
1: They are an underdog in Philadelphia. If Cooper Rush wins this game.
2: I'm, I'm going back with Dak. I think okay. they could still go back with Dak. With all that being said, I, I see where Nick's coming from. I get that. You know, there is something about riding a hot hand. It's not but just me. My whole deal is... Jerry
3: Jones said it. I mean, you, you just yeah. wanted to quote Jerry, and Jerry, I mean, it's hard to just quote Jerry. He'll
2: always say something that will help you out in right. wherever, whatever <laughs> you're whatever writing. Whatever way you want to go. Yeah,
3: yeah, I yeah. mean, the, the question about Mojo argument, all that, he goes, yes, I believe that. And the last thing he said, now, he he compared the the, the Dak and Romo thing, which I don't think is, is it's the not same. Valid. It's not the same comparison, it, but um, but he did say, the last thing he said in that quote was, don't mess with that chemistry when you got it going like that. That's the last thing he said. That,
4: that, well, that was then they t- start talking about something else cuz they asked him another question. He yeah. said okay. he would come back to we He's need good that about to win. He's good right. about that. Okay, so that was the last thing he said on that quote. i, I mean, I'm
2: just When saying. you're writing stories though, <laughs> it does help cuz you, can, you, find that, at, you know? can find something no, you can find something and
4: I hear you the mojo but the mojo <laughs> is the defense. The mojo is the formula. The mojo right. is not Cooper you? Rush. You know, he's and, part and, of it, though. He is part of it, but it's how he's playing and, and Dak can play. You know, think about that. Well, he, he well, has been That was Dak's M.O. For much of mm-hmm. his career, I don't throw the ball away. I don't turn the ball over. You know, he's not a, a yeah. gunslinger. I mean, that's, that's who Dak has been. That was his DNA from when he got the job. The, the idea that Dak can't play that way is silly.
2: Well, here, let me just say this to you, Nick, because I've already talked about this with Clarence before, but um, how do you feel about the idea? This is where I come from on this. I think Cooper Rush could potentially get you, you know, into the playoffs, and maybe you even win a game there. Kind of like a maybe a, you at the best, maybe a golf or a Garoppolo. But I'm of the belief that I don't care about winning a playoff game. My only goal is to win a Super right. Bowl, and I think Dak Prescott yes. is the person that gives you the chance to win a Super Bowl.
3: You... I, I I definitely agree. I, this is not about Dak being better than Cooper or Cooper being Dak is better than Cooper. There's no doubt about it. I'm just uh. I'm not. I would never be the manager that takes out my pitcher in a seventh inning of a no hitter. and does a combined no hitter. Right. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I no, no, That's that, a health thing too. But yeah. I'm just not. I'm not doing that. And I don't. And I think it protects Dak. It protects all of this talk about Dak. If you do that, he loses to the Eagles. He's an 0 and two quarterback versus this five and O quarterback. Now it feeds more into okay, this. Okay, But frenzy. we're not
4: talking about the Eagles. He's not playing against the Eagles. We're talking about next week.
2: You okay. don't know that for sure.
4: Right, because they could. This all could be a lie. They could be. You know, this could be all, subterfuge, all of a deck what if They there.
3: beat the Eagles thirty eight to thirty one, and he throws four touchdown passes, and they he's win that. Not
4: rate. throwing four touchdown I know he's not. passes. I mean, let's be honest. He he has he's thrown, thrown four in four, and four games. I mean, he's yeah, not. He's throwing. Not. And that's not the style they're going to play. They're going to try to pound it, and and the problem is that if, if they get behind, you have to throw it. I mean, I don't. Of course, God forbid they never get behind. And of course, every time they get behind, Cooper Rush puts them back in the lead because that's what he does. But. What John's point is is the major point here, and, and you have to understand that. And I hear what you're saying about the mojo. 27-year mojo is greater than your six-game mojo, okay? This is about the Super Bowl for the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. This is not about five or six games mojo, okay? The big picture is what is what matters for this team. I don't care if it was Dak was here and this is all great. We love Mike McCarthy. Let him go out there and lose the first round in the playoffs. No one cares.
1: So, Nick, and this is something I I was actually, because Rodney, I was talking to Rodney Harrison of of NBC Mm -hmm. Sports. they got the game on Sunday on the way over. And he says to me, "Nui, if Cooper Rush wins, do you stay with him? And, And I said, Rodney, how many passes did he complete last week? How many first downs did they have? I said, they won, but he was not the reason they're winning. Jerry, in my mind, and I think even Mike, Mike McCarthy in the locker room feels like Dak can be one of the reasons why they win. Right. And that's not a slight on Cooper Rush. You're doing what they ask you to do. And unlike what that Dak Tony run, what was it, nine and one we got to at one point in time? It was like nine straight? No, he won 11 straight games. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was 11 and one. Okay. But I'm saying, not, well, I'm my point. nine was when you said, okay, we don't think you can go back to Tony now because you had the Pittsburgh win, you had the win. At that point, it was, and we're not going and, to get it. And, and, and this. we
4: can say what you want. Dak was not bus driving that year. Dak was making plays. He was making – starting with that Rams game in that playoff game. He was making plays down the field. Even go to that playoff game, he played well enough to win that playoff game against you know Aaron Rodgers. Yes. I mean, it wasn't a bus drive, hand the ball off, and just dink and dunk on third down. You go back to the season. But the, the bigger difference is that people – who don't understand? Tony was clearly at the end of his career. You could not, even if you wanted to go back to Tony from a football standpoint, you couldn't trust that Tony was going to stay healthy. And Correct. that's what, and that's why you don't want to mess the mojo up. So I go back to Tony, and he plays two games, and get hurt, and now whatever we had was messed up. Okay. This is a different scenario. Yes, I know Dex right now injury prone because he's gotten hurt three straight years, but it's not. It's still not the same thing. You know, it's it's clearly two different things, two
2: different quarterbacks. Well, at the time, too, you thought, okay, Dak is the future. Right. No 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 one's sitting here going, you know what, hold on with this Dak and this $40 million. We might have this new guy here. All of that. It was about the
4: future. It was about the present and the future. No one's thinking Cooper Rush is the future of this team. He's going to be a future franchise quarterback. Okay. That's going to lead them to the Super Bowl. It's just two totally different things. And, again, it's about the drought of 27 years. (laughs) That's the mojo they want to break.
1: All right. This is – this is interesting because it's going around. I, I'm sure you guys get it wherever no, you go. It's been going around since game two. Let's be honest.
3: And it, honestly, since Jerry hey, said it. Hey. Jerry, Jerry put out this fantasy land, and it's right. almost like, what would you do if you won a million dollars? And you just throw it out there, and it really doesn't matter. Like, uh, I would play him. I wouldn't play him. doesn't matter. He's not going to win four but, straight games. And, le- and here we are. And
2: but, let me just say this. A lot of the stuff that happens around here, especially when I look at that star, it makes me think of this. There's so many things that are blown bigger and, and, and out of proportion because they're the cowboys. But I honestly think this story is fascinating on any team. I mean, it, it, For an undrafted guy, you're $40 million. I mean, guy, it's it's like, a great story, yeah. and that's
4: what people don't understand. No, no one wants to dump on the Cooper Rush story because it's, it is a Disney movie. It's an uh, right. ABC. I don't know if you remember those ABC Saturday afternoon specials or afternoon specials. It is a great movie. <laughs> no, he, he remembers. No one saw I And did. the thing about it is when Jerry threw it out there, he didn't believe it. Jerry was throwing right. stuff he, up He was hope. He was throwing he hope was out. He didn't know Cooper was going to. He, he, he
3: better get his walking yeah. shoes on because <laughs> <he's about laughs>
4: Start walking to New York. Yeah, you know, he didn't believe that. He was just throwing it out there just because he, <laughs> he
1: likes to bait. You yeah, know? Know. No, nobody in New England is saying, all right, Brady's happy. Win one more and, you know, Mac Jones, you're done. <laughs> you know, they don't say that, but they say it here. Well, they, and and, that's, that's, and that's a part of.
4: But 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 you know what, what? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, it's not. also that's part that. of. There's a segment that don't like Dak. There's a segment that still questions that Dak, excuse me. There's a segment that's still mad about Tony. They're mad about the money. They don't. There are people. There are people in this world, in this fan base, in the media community, amongst whatever, who don't think Dak's a top ten quarterback. It's, that's also a part of. We can't ignore that. The who? Who in the media? <laughs> Say his name. <laughs> Say his name.
2: <laughs> Why does it have to be his?
4: <laughs> I mean, hmm. that, I mean, that, there are people that believe that. So I mean, it's, it's you know, he doesn't have Super Bowl cover. Sure. He doesn't have playoff win cover. And so that's part of it as well.
2: Hey, you know when, in Forrest Gump when he decides to start running and all of a sudden the farther he goes, there's more media coming, more yeah. media? That's us around Jerry as he's walking yeah. to New York. Right, right, like, right, right. All right, I guess we got to go. He's walking <laughs> to New oh, York. Yeah, <laughs> photo,
1: the photo from L.A. was great. Yeah. The, there was Somebody had it from way back. Everyone's around him. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I just tweeted. I said, the man— I said the media loves the man, and then um, I think it was old Josh Ellis who used to work at the Cowboys' I mean, He says, "And the man loves
5: them." Oh, oh yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. listen. <laughs> no, the
1: the crazy—you've been out there after games. We get
4: down there. Dex came, comes to—I the I – mean not Dex. Jerry comes to the media first before he goes in the locker room. Yeah, he does two. He just, I'm, I'm gonna get you guys first. You know, yeah. he he couldn't wait. To talk to the media, then he goes to the locker room. And he comes back and talks again. Yeah, he but was he pumped. couldn't wait to tell the, everybody about yes, the so. jewels and the jewelry. He's like, "What are you talking about, old was, man?" Was he? More, <laughs> was he, more,
1: <laughs> was but he I mean, more, were you like, "What
4: is he, he talking about?" He
2: turns eighty tomorrow. Show some respect. <laughs> I do. I love respect and what,
1: love him. But what are you talking? about? What so, is jewelry? So did he have more juice after L.A. or when he was looking for you after?
2: <laughs> Anglesley? Which, was the, I don't know. I no, there. it was definitely. It was definitely L.A. Oh, he. That's he, the most. That's you, the most jacked up. But you got
4: to they they did a birthday party for him there. He t- said they celebrated birthday. He had a lot of people at the game. It's, it's the Rams dude. It's, right. it's his stadium. He was born in El Segundo. He brought up Defend, Defending Super Bowl chance. It, it's Super they Bowl won the Bowl Super Bowl chance. in that and, building. And, and one thing that that, that even after beating the Bengals, after beating the Giants, after beating Washington, tell people, well, this is not real. Beat the Rams. Okay. Beat the Don't you beat, think
2: those people are still saying the same thing yes, right now? Now, now, be, now go beat the Eagles. Right, but, but before Rams, it's like, Rams even aren't the, good. Right
4: Right now the Rams aren't good, but before that it was beat the Rams. You know, that's just the Redskins. That's just the Giants. Beat the Rams. A pissed-off Rams team who just lost. A coach who's never been under five hundred in his career. You know,
2: beat the Rams. But that does have some validity because, as you pointed out in 2016, 11 in a row was amazing, don't get me wrong. Well, but that pat, at Green Bay, at Green Bay, at, that was at Pittsburgh, it. Pittsburgh and at Pittsburgh, World those World two right there. Yeah, were, that was like okay, damn. And this yeah, was that
1: going to be? The, no.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: the Green yeah. Bay game was so interesting because Fox had it that day, and so you had Troy in the booth. They bring in Brett. Yeah. And they just start going in on how you can't, you, you can't get rid. Basically, they buried Tony. Yeah. And then at halftime, here's Jimmy. You can't go back. You can't <laughs> do it. And I was like. He's done. That's what I was like. Robo's done. Robo's done. But yeah. They just, and then you had the, then the Steeler comeback. Um, I will admit that was one of those. We were in the newsroom because we oh, the Steeler game break. was awesome. Yeah. But we were in the newsroom and just and you guys know this for anybody anybody's died. Cowboy fans hate Steelers. You know, you take two Super Bowls and hey, that was one of the most unbelievable games that I can recall in the last twenty years, and that had the people jumping and going and that at that point in time. You truly did not want to see a change back. You wanted to keep that rolling. They're selling the 2-1-4 shirts. It was all good stuff. Let's take our first break. Micah Parsons, Tank Lawrence, two defensive stalwarts of this team. What's their health? It's a question mark. Let's get back to it uh, with John Machoda, The Athletic, Nick Eatman DallasCowboys.com, Clarence Hill, The Fort Worth Star-Telegram. I'm New Scruggs. This is a Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
6: When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral are subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The
0: season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere Zero Turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator Utility Vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag & Turf, for winning. The official Ag & Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more.
6: Back, Back. Back. to Back.
0: Media Mash.
1: DallasCowboys.com is what you are checking out with Clarence Hill, Fort Star, Telegram, Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com, John Machota of The Athletic. The uh, practice report, injury reports out here. Uh, hit me, Machota. What you got?
2: All right. Three most important ones here. Jason Peters, chest, limited, in the locker room. He was adamant that he's ready to roll. Chill circled back two different times with him, and he definitely did not enjoy answering these questions. He seemed like he was a little angered that Chill would even ask him about his health. He was going to hurt me, man. Um, The other one would be uh, another chest injury to Marcus Lawrence. He was limited. Again, he's expected to play on Sunday. And then the other one, and the most important, is Micah Parsons with the groin when we were out at... Uh, practice. He was doing resistance chords, and I thought maybe he'd get work into practice after that, but it turns out he didn't. He was listed as did not practice, um, but he said, quote, there's no question uh, that he's playing Sunday. So those are the three, most I would say, most important ones.
1: On the players, I asked Barry Church and Danny McRae, two former safeties, I said, so what's the plan for practice for, for uh, Micah this week? Danny looked at me and said, what practice? There's no practice. Not for him. He's like, no. No, you want this guy ready to go. So he says, at most, he'll be limited this week. And that's what Mike McCarthy led on to.
3: Easier said than done. It sounds really good to <laughs> to do that and limit your best player if he's, if he's banged up and you want him 100% healthy. But we talked about this on our show on Cowboys Break. And when he doesn't practice, then what they're trying to do, all the dynamic things – are, are very they're they're limited as well because when he moves here then that means dorance moves here or anthony barr moves here and everyone slides around and so they need to be able to practice these dynamic sets to go up against the the hurts and sanders and all that so when he doesn't practice three or four other guys aren't really practicing the same type of things um at least that's the way i i kind of view it but you know we'll see i'm sure dan quinn is smarter than that they can figure it out but i think it's more domino effects than when Micah Parsons doesn't practice. I just think
2: the groin injury thing would limit him from being sure. the spy on Jalen Hurts. Oh, and I think no that's way. that key, Kim, and and I think that that will be the most interesting thing. Who will I that
3: think, be? Will it be curse? Will it be Devon Donovan Wilson? You know, I'm interested to see kind of what that would if, be. If Micah Parsons is the spy against the Eagles, the Eagles will win by 20 points. <laughs> because they will say, oh, yeah. Well then, don't chase me. I'm just going to stay back here in the pocket, and I'm going to throw and, and dice it up. And I think they can get it blocked. I think all but of the. But can he dice it up
2: though? I think that's what they want to see. I think that's what the game plan's going to be. They're going to find out, and he might. Yeah. But he, I think that's he, what they
3: want him to. But do. I don't want Micah Parsons sitting there. Right. Watching you want him them. rushing him. I'd rather him just rush it and someone else yeah. figure that out. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: I talked to Rodney Harris. And he said you don't want to be chasing anyone if, if you got a groin. He said like, you yeah. don't want that. Yeah. You don't. You don't want that. But Nick, coming back to your point with a groin injury, and depending on how, you know, what point in time, like last week, alright, put him out there on third downs, maybe you do need these guys that be out here practicing and going through some sets without Micah Parsons, yeah. because that we just you just don't know At any old time it could it could be warm-ups like with Jordan Lewis a couple of weeks ago just like ah
3: can't go so yeah no, you're right about that you want to be able to practice I mean there, there's two sides to it you want to be able to practice without him and show that you know different what what would you do if he goes down or whatever all I'm saying is is they're going to dial up some dynamic things and when he moves around the other guys move with him and 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 you just wonder if they're able to do all of that stuff if he's limited but I mean he didn't practice today maybe he'll be limited. I mean Thursday. McCarthy says it every Thursday. He says like this is a big, big day, right. big test. So we'll see what he does this day.
4: Clarence, there's there's no question that Mike is going to play. You know, and 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 and, and he, the way he played through that game, you know, last week, even with the with with the Gornay, tried to limit him in the second half, and he came up with the two big sacks, you know, in, in the fourth quarter, and and I think that this is a di- different animal with, with with Jalen Hurts and his ability to run, but. You know he looked good in the fourth quarter. He certainly was able to 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 be some blockers and rush the quarterback. I, I think that he said they're going to take care of his body. He's going to be smart with how they handle him this week. But yeah, you you need him out there, uh, and and I think that he'll be good enough to to have an impact in that game for sure.
2: Oh, and you mentioned Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis is full. Connor McGovern full. Jay Ron Curtis Jay Ferguson, Donovan Wilson. They were all on the report, but they all were full go today.
1: We've got. A quarter of the season in, and ask each of you, and you give me a name, and give me the same name if you want, who's been, outside Dan Quinn, the most valuable assistant coach during this run?
2: Can't use Dan Quinn. Need No, no coordinator. I mean, no coordinator. No coordinator. I mean, Doug position. Nuss- position coach. I think Doug Nussmeyer has to get some credit. I mean, you have a backup quarterback come in there, and... Uh, play as well as Cooper has in terms of taking care of the football and just doing his job. I'm not saying he's definitively, that has to be the guy because there's certainly several, but I think his name has to be mentioned in the group. Anybody, any quarterback coach, when you're quarter, when you're turning your backup in the situation that the Cowboys are facing after they
3: lost that game, 19 to three to open the season. That's pretty impressive. The good- uh, Joe Philbin for me. Joe Philbin's uh, developed a lot of these young guys, including the Tyler Smith, and he's got Biotis playing better, McGovern, and it's a lot of moving parts in and out. Steele, I think, played pretty well. I think for me it would be Philbin. You know, the
4: funny thing about it is, and, and the good news for the Cowboys, I could name five coaches. Yeah. You know, Lunda Wells and how he's developed those young tight ends. George and you, Edwards. You know, Shirley George has a veteran coach, what he's done with, with the linebackers. Aiden Dirty. The defensive line coach, you know, who's a future coordinator, you know what he's done. I mean, you, you could just go. Oh, on. real
2: quick on Aiden, that's the one person that was more excited than Jerry Jones after that game. I would say. Yeah. I don't know. You were down there yeah, when yeah. he when he ran up and hugged uh, Dan Quinn. Like, that was genuine. You knew that that was a big deal, that they were able to beat that Rams team and get the pressure they were able to get. Yeah. And, and you got that talented group up front. So I think that sometimes people might overlook what he's doing. But, yeah, there's no question. And, it, it.
4: and understand this. we we watched the Cowboys play the Rams a few times. And just going back with Jason Garrett, going back to the playoff game, you know, when Dak and those guys. McVay has killed them with his scheming of the running game. You know, and that's what they wanted to do, and they got nothing, you know, and so give, you know, every time they've, they've schemed the running game against the Cowboys defense, and we saw them, Sean Blee, all of them looking, looking crazy, you know, uh, late in the rookie year, and they were just all, always out of position, killing them, scheming when they're scheming the running game. And, and so they did a great job, but yeah, I mean, the secondary coaches, I mean, there's not a coach who hasn't done a great job with these. I mean, just look at all it's the a positions. very good staff. I mean, it's, it's, You know, it's a
1: very good staff. I'm going to go with Nick here um, with Joe Philbin on the offensive line. He got a lot of criticism last year, a lot of criticism. And then I look at the Cowboys' four wins and Cincinnati, bad offensive line play. Giants,
4: former Cowboys offensive line
1: coach. Oh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The Commanders, and even last week with the Rams. All four teams have issues, and they have not been able to fix those issues. It's just been bad. The Cowboys is it the cook or the utensils? Um, I'll say this: with the, I mean, we're talking about offensive line. The Cowboys had this made their first start together the first game. That's the first time those those guys went out there. And even from that first game, the next week it was a whole different you know a whole different fight. Um, Joe Philbin, what he's done has been able to. We've not talked about Tyler Smith. I was worried about Tyler Smith. Uh, I was worried about the left guard spot. I mean, they've gone through two left guards and, and now three three different left guards that they have put major time. Into. This has been a fantastic coaching job in a league where offensive play has suffered across this league and it's prevented some quarterbacks from doing what they can do. Matt Stafford, I don't know how that guy got up. on Monday. The Cowboys beat him up pretty good. Daniel Jones was running for his life, so for Joe Philbin to have a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush to give him the time he needs out there, to me, I think that's a, a, a really... Hold on one more hey, quick what?
2: point on that, though. I just wanted to say, though, on the, on the staff as a whole, other than Robert Prince, this is basically the same staff from the year before. That's hard to do in the NFL. Usually your staff's going to kind of either you move on from guys or they get poached by other teams, and that's something that Mike McCarthy from 2009 was able to bring over in 2010 when they won the Super Bowl in Green Bay. He was was able to bring that entire staff over. I think building that continuity obviously helps. But other than Robert Prince, I mean, this is pretty much the same exact staff yeah, he had last and, year.
4: And, and I would say this, and, and Phil has done a great job. Obviously, a lot have done a great job. But the key is how they're calling the plays. The way the defense is playing, they've helped that offensive line out a lot. No question, they, you know, and I think that that's and I think that's what they wanted to do. They they understood that the offensive line was young, receiving coach young. They wanted to lean on the running game and not expose them and to then, a number of passing situations. So we you don't sit know. Back and you throw thirty five times against the yeah, Rams and, yeah, and let
2: Aaron Donald pin his ears yeah, back, he could we, have had five yeah,
4: sacks. We in don't game. know what the like, if they if they, if they had to be in a throwing game, and so you got to give how they call the game. You know, credit for what the line is doing as well. Yeah, him, but you also
3: in. have to say too, like you can't just keep running the football if you can't run it. But I they, mean, were, they didn't run against
4: them. Washington. But they they, but they didn't run against Washington. They they made one play in the right. running game against the Rams. I mean, I if you think, look at the yards per carry, but
3: Cooper Rush's stats, I think, are unfair to judge that against him because he threw 16 passes because he didn't have to. He didn't have to throw the he ball. He
4: didn't because of the defense. It's, okay. it's the running and game they and kept, the defense. And they
3: kept running though. They were running. They were running. I mean, like like the offensive line gets credit because. They were mauling no,
2: him.
4: I agree, but with a young offensive line, the easiest thing to do is run the ball. If I mean, you, you're running the ball because—
3: I
2: also think it's the strength of these guys in the offensive yeah, that's line.
4: Yeah, that's their strength, right. Yeah. But the easiest thing to do is run the ball. You're not putting them— Well, he was talking when he brought up giving Cooper time to throw, and I'm just saying that they have not exposed them in that way because of how they want to play the game. When they've had to And I'm able- not—yes, they've done a great job on Tyler Smith, road grading— Love seeing him out on the edge. That, what he did against the Giants, a thing of beauty. And yeah. that's, how you, that's what you want. You want him doing that. You don't want him having to worry about his technique against Aaron Donald. And then I put him in situations where
1: that's the case. And I go back into, look at the teams they were playing who had these offensive line issues. Some of these teams couldn't even do what the Cowboys were attempting to do. You think Ron Rivera wants... Carson Wentz throwing it forty times. No, but, no, but, but you have but,
4: to. You got to get the defense credit when you only give one score a game, fourteen um, points. You you can they, stick to a play, conservative game plan and, they, and, 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 and they not play, turn the ball
1: over. They play complementary football. Yeah. Mike McCarthy's talked about that.
3: I think we learned a lot about the Cowboys on Sunday before the game even started, and that was, you know, for the Giants to go out and go to London and beat and beat Green Bay. You found out well, maybe Green Bay's not that good, and maybe the Giants are good or whatever. But you go back and think about and I and I get it. Styles make fights and all that, matchups and, and that. But the Cowboys dominated the Giants in everywhere, but really the scoreboard. It never felt close to me, and they pulled it away, and they should have won a lot more, I think. But, I, I mean, I don't think the Giants are anywhere close to the Cowboys. They have the record's exactly the same. So I thought that was interesting. They keep winning. Maybe the Giants are good, and if they are one of the better teams, That means the Cowboys, to me, are a lot better... Than than that because they they definitely were on that. You no, know, I night. agree.
4: That's one thing I looked at because I I was talking the of the Giants aren't any good. Yeah, they they right. won the first. League. I saw them, I saw them against that. the Cowboys. Of course, you said they don't. Look they good. did. Not, I mean, I watched them play. I looked at their first two wins. They didn't beat anybody. That's They've never no, looked
2: good since Daniel Jones has been their Right, they, but they keep winning. Period. But you know,
4: obviously, their running game is strong. And so, get the Cowboys credit out. Of, you had to stop. They gave a one run in that game, and and they won the game on the road again the with their back in the first true road game. Well, yeah, we watched the Giants. They didn't. They did not look good to me. I'm sorry, okay. you know. But no, yet right. they go beat the Packers. But but protracting that, that's why I look at the rest of the schedule. I don't care who the quarterback is. Even with Cooper Rush, they can win a lot of their games. They can be yeah. winning a lot of games on their schedule outside of the Eagles, who yeah. are five and zero. Who scares you? The, the Packers don't. Certainly, no. the Vikings, Vikings look pretty good. They look okay, but they you know they can be had.
2: They, yeah, they. But, uh,
4: okay, outside of the Packers and the Vikings, who's left?
2: Uh, the Jaguars. Sorry.
4: You got Detroit. You got Chicago. You got. I was like, yeah, coach. I mean, the Texans, they have one of the easiest schedules in the league. All
1: yep. right, let's take a break. Clans <laughs> all fired up over here. Clans Hill, Fort Star Telegram. Nick Heatman, DallasCowboys.com. Cowboys.com. friend of mine asked, why do you get so excited? That's how I was. Why are you always
2: yelling at me? That's how I talk. He gets excited about this stuff, kids. Can I go to break? <laughs> Can we go
1: to break? <laughs> hey, John Machode, Athletic on New DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: <laughs> the season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf
5: Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home.
2: Beatty
1: Mash.
2: Let's ride. Oh, We're riding.
1: Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. John Machota, The Athletic. I'm Newey Scruggs. Okay, let's get into Jason Peters here. So so Peters was about to hurt you a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. what did he say about going back to Philadelphia where he spent all that time? <laughs> that, that's this guy. He loves
2: I could man. not wait to <laughs> get out of the locker room. We're not supposed to tweet until we get out of the locker room. But he called, he called the Philadelphia fans effing idiots, but with with love and, and in a way that – a uh, former Eagle player would. He said, uh, I just know Philly fans are effing idiots when it comes to the camaraderie and the Cowboys, any team really, you know, they know that. They pride themselves on being nasty. Philly fans are the wildest fans out there. Uh, it's just funny because I don't think that you see that and you think, oh, they're gonna take offense to that, but I don't think Eagles fans would. And it's just very well known when you're whether in the locker room or you've experienced it yourself. Cowboys have the most fans in in probably all of Pro Sports. But the Eagles, and really, probably Philly fans in general, are probably the most passionate. I mean, they live and die. With with those teams, and you see it when you go to a game in Philadelphia. It's different. You you can tell there, whether it's the fights in the stands, the way the buses are egged, the way grandmas are flipping off the bus, to just every, the way that they carry themselves. And Jason Peters obviously played around it. He's been in a lot of Cowboys Eagles games, and this will be the first time when he's on the other side.
1: Yeah, I don't enjoy going there. I, I do not. I do not enjoy going there at all. Um, we we I've since learned what not to wear going yeah. there. Just I you mean, know, on you because you're with the media. But I don't play. Yeah. But they're on. So, so it's, it's it's an interesting thing.
2: It's interesting. My f- my favorite part is, uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, it's halftime and Dak is about to go run into the tunnel. This is, you know, at Lincoln Financial. And all of a sudden he realizes, yeah, I better go get my helmet. Like, my helmet. you do not go. And then he ran back and got his helmet. And it's just one of those things you just have to do because you just never know. Somebody might throw something Protect at you. Protect yourself like, at all times. Yeah.
1: Protect yourself at all, passionate all times. Passionate bunch. Here. Yeah. No, I... Uh, Yeah, I'm going to sit this one out. I hate going up there. Really? You you don't have to interact with them.
2: Yeah, you're sitting in a press box. You get to just watch the fights. You get to sit on the bus when it's getting egged. I I enjoy it, man. I'm looking forward to this one, seriously. So
1: we we ended up doing some stand-ups. Yeah, people roll up on oh, us. Oh, like, okay,
2: I get that. Like, I get that. You know, I get so that.
1: We, we've learned. That I get that. Don't don't wear anything that's okay. got your your company logo on it. We stopped taking them. we took the mic flag off there. I get it. But and I'll give them their from their smartest realizing you're not from here. Oh, they know like, that the media. Yeah, yeah. So so they. Well, so, you know, I I you know, like, I, I, man, I, I, wait till <laughs> I miss two. You know,
2: you know like, if you would have said stand-ups at the beginning, I would have totally understood and, what you're saying for and, sure.
1: And you know the. Drunkenness factor can get yeah. in there. See, I, I don't. I know I don't need to be mixed with that. Right. That, that's just yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah I, I, you know, I like to go and egg things on sometimes. Really, you,
1: know? you do? Cause you're, a, <laughs> Cause you're a hater.
4: I was in Boston last year. I went He's to this bar. Hater. I went to, down. I watched. I watched the Texas game down by. Uh,
2: What's what's the Rig- I mean all oh, by uh, Fenway Fenway yeah. Park and it's this Boston
4: bar and I just started going in on Boston messing with the fans you know that's
2: smart
1: wearing the Bomani Jones up in there, <laughs> there. <laughs> wearing the Bomani shirt you wearing know, the Caucasian then, shirt too then, really why
4: then, why, then, why? Then why then I, do you do this then, then I went to a, a club that night and it was like after Patriots after Celtics you know just messing with these you know people just having a good time you know was like, why do you do this because it's fun is it but I won't do that in Philly I
2: was gonna say. I won't do that in Philly. I mean, it is. They, I mean, seriously. They, they like, if will you, kill you. I mean, if, they, you know, if somebody, uh, somebody, somebody asks you, know, you what game should I not go to, <laughs> I want to go to a Cowboys Row game. Just tell me which game should I not go to. I'd say it'd be the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, you know, for a long time, that's what people would say about. Um, know, yeah, you probably don't want to wear the other team's colors if you go to uh, to Oakland. That yeah. was always one too. Yeah. You know, uh, the you don't Raider want...
1: game is what. Yeah, the Raider yeah, game is what right. you see. It. But I tell people all the time no, You, I've been them enough Raider game. No, you go. Right, you're fine there. Yeah. you don't want to go Philadelphia.
2: No, because a lot the, of people do
4: wear Cowboys but, 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 gear but at those Eagles But the Eagles difference games. in the, Ra- the, the the difference in the Raiders game, they will fight you if you get into a fight. Eagles will provoke you, you know. Like I was telling, the, I was telling <laughs> a friend yes. of mine that I was actually I was at the bar in in, in um in L. A. at at the hotel, and this guy was like, "I want to go to a game in Philly." I say, "Don't go to a game in Philly." And if you do, don't wear your Cowboys gear. He's all tough. I don't right. care. They ain't gonna win. I'm a former football player, dude. It's not that you're not tough, okay? David Crockett wasn't scared at the Alamo. He still got killed, okay? It's not about not being scared, okay? It's not about being tough, okay? That's one, that's one sure of my. That, that that's no? one of my lines. Well like people. If Custer wasn't scared of the Battle of the Little Big Horn. So what? I don't care. I ain't tough. I ain't scared of nobody. They will throw. They will. Throw beer on you. Sure they will enough. throw popcorn on you. They will incite you to fight. And then when this fight it's you on twenty, because they're all going to jump on
2: you. Oh, you can't. You can't beat up twenty people. <laughs> no, you know, like Soft. It's,
4: it's twenty on one. You know, like, Philly I'm and like, I'm you know, like, you don't want to do that.
2: Buffalo,
1: Buffalo. Oh
2: yeah. Maybe recently, but yeah, I don't know. Man. I remember when we went up there in 2015. I didn't. I certainly didn't like the Kellen Moore game. Yeah, yeah of course. I, I didn't go to the Kellen Moore. Game. I mean, I don't think Buffalo fans were violent. You knew it as the Kellen Moore game. I mean, Obviously, they, it was pretty. Historic. I mean, they
4: violent on tables. They don't really. They're not violent
1: opposing fans like that. You not
2: know? like the Eagles fans. Not like no the Eagles. Way. There's I, no I, way.
1: I got some stuff after that Romo game <laughs> when when they uh, when folk had to kick the two field goals <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Monday Night yeah. Football. Oh yeah, I was getting something. I I, well, I did see some. I looked up and said like. It was. It was I, I did see some.
4: Um, Matt Stafford get knocked out by Zeke Elliott after the game on video. You see that in, in the stands in L.A. this weekend, I, I SoFi Stadium. Not.
2: No, I did not.
4: Fans in the stands. Some fan dressed in a, in a Matt Stafford jersey got stomped by this fan in a Zeke Elliott jersey.
2: The only post game thing that I that I saw after the game that was seemed to go viral was just. That video of when they showed Kim Kardashian on the big screen, and, I mean, that whole place just booed her. Yeah. Like, it was wow. I mean, she's there with her kids and stuff, and, she, you know, they show her with her name underneath, and she's just waving or whatever. And it was just, like—
4: Wow. They don't like bad. you, Kim.
2: I know, but
3: I just—I don't know. I didn't expect them all to boo her yeah, like that. Yeah, like, like that was the one time that all the fans were together. Right, right, <laughs> like, together, yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: everyone's Edward, down for the boo there. Um, do we? Uh, did McCarthy give an indication of who's going to uh, talk Saturday night? Because I thought the uh, D.O.C. was uh, pretty good. I wish I wish I, I could have been. But
2: even on that I though, though, I don't think the D.O.C. talk. But I don't think that he even put that out there until maybe before the game. Yeah, they don't he, tell, he told, like, they Brad, like, on the pregame show. They don't tell us who,
4: who's going to give the pregame speech. Yeah. Just like, they don't tell us when they're smashing watermelons and, you know, it's, that's yeah, his you just stuff. Find that you out. Once they win, you know. Yeah, yeah they tell right. us after the game. Oh, and he, he'll have some And he for volunteered this week. it. You know, and he, it's funny. Let's just let me. So you weren't there. But, so he starts talking about the DOC. And I'm like, the DOC? Yeah, we had the DOC speak. And I'm like, what you know about the DOC? You don't think I know about the DLC Clarence? No. <laughs> no. I, no, I don't. I, I don't think you... You're in the Kenny Chesney But kind, a lot but of no. people don't know about... I mean, a lot of black... I mean, the, the players in the locker room didn't
1: people know... People in town. They, don't, town they don't
4: understand his importance on rap and West Coast rap and gangster rap and death Row records because he had one album, then he had a car wreck, and he messed up his larynx, and he couldn't rap. it. A lot of people think he could have been the best rapper ever, you know, if he would have held his career. So he started writing rhymes for... You know, NWA and Dr. Dre. I didn't know made,
2: before this. I didn't know yeah, that he had so, Dallas ties, to be honest Yeah, with he's you.
4: from Dallas. That's what DOC stands for, Dallas Oak Cliff. Yeah, see, I never knew you know, that. Yeah. And, and so people didn't know that because he, he made his name on the West Coast. And so yeah, so I'm, I'm like, and that's why I asked Dan Quinn about it. Like, Dan Quinn, you, did you think Mike knew it? Because Dan Quinn's a hip hop. Yes, guy. he is. You know, last week during practice, they play, you know, whatever city they go to, they play the music of practice of that city. So they played a lot of West Coast rap. And Dan Quinn was in practice bopping his head, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. with the words, but <laughs> he, he was saying the words, and, you know, funky, and, during practice. Funky. So he, yeah, that's that's DLC. So. And he was like, I didn't know Mike, you know, knew anything about him, but you know, he wants to work with him, wants to collaborate with him, but yeah, it was a great story. Actually, I, I fired two of my friends uh, who were out there at the game, and I had actually helped them get tickets, and they were at the Catch in LA, having dinner and drinks and in walks DLC, and they took a picture with him, and he told them about this. So after the game, I sent her this uh, the this story about DLC, He said, Oh, I know, we saw him last night. We talked to him last night. You didn't tell me. <laughs> How you, oh, not, look, I, how, I, how you not? How you not? You fired. Then he's gonna send me a picture of them taking pictures with him. And he told him about how he was nervous of of talking in front of all the kids and didn't think you know they would listen to him. And and he's a big cowboy
1: fan, so it's, it's good stuff. Hey, look, I, I, I give a lot of credit to Mike McCarthy in the way as a head coach he's run this football team. And when you see some of the awful coaching moves and decisions made over this past week, it makes me appreciate Mikey even more. I mean, what Josh McDaniels did and going for two when you just kicked the field goal, and a couple decisions Jim Harbaugh has made this year and losing games for Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens coach on Sunday night made some goofy stuff. Brandon Staley, the Chargers, is not good at all at game management. And I know Mike gets a lot of issues. Uh, people get on Mike at game management a lot, but. Man, this year um, I, I just have more of an appreciation for Mike and what he's done with this team, and they play for each other. Like, it's good football. No, you have to give him credit, and, and you football. know it's
4: funny. And just to back on the story, it was his daughter who has a relationship with DLC. And so Nick, they, was, for trying,
1: last, Nick was trying to said, talk. last no, couple no. Of years. He's cutting Nick off. No, I'm not. I wasn't. I was just piggybacking
4: on his daughter who a relationship with DLC. One thing I, I you talk about game management. Imagine if Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy did what Kyler Murray and Coach Bro did this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> second down no third down you run for a first down slide early slide. think it's a first down no one knows that the officials have not moved the chains you don't know the officials have not moved the chains it's third and one you think it's first down and you spike the ball and now it's fourth and one you got kick a yeah. field goal you missed the field goal
2: so you think we would be talking about it on here if oh my God! Okay, <laughs> then.
4: You, it, people are so crazy about the, the end of the San Francisco game. Yeah. It Was a playoff
2: game? It was, kind of but just think
4: if you on third and one, you think it's first down, you spiked the ball. Yeah, it be really bad. You know, at, at least in the San Francisco game,
2: and it wouldn't have to be. You a still huge, need Nucci. That be But you still, know?
4: you still, well, yeah, but you still need a hail mary to win the game. Yeah, this game, it's a chip shot field goal.
1: You know, pretty That's much some bad to tie the game, you said some... overtime. You know, just there's some malfeasance going on out here, man. There's some folks who just who really I don't understand. what's I, mean, I feel like
2: it's probably always been that way. Oh, this this year. Uh-huh. It just feels like the it's internet cool. just kind of brings it to uh, where and, we know and, more and about love, what and we love it. absolutely. Man. But I'm talking about it's just not pro football; it's college football. Like we did, and we see it all. Twenty years ago, you wouldn't even have known that Kyler Murray did that, but now it's like, oh, I'm just scrolling through Twitter and looking at whatever he likes to look at and that comes up that's one
3: of those plays where everybody on tv sees it and knows everyone on tv knows more than the actual players
4: Right, Seriously. because the players, they're don't—they don't, the oblivious You of see it. the line. You see the, the yellow
3: state. line. You see didn't get in, but, but you don't but see it. But you got coach,
4: Somebody got to be I on know, the headset. But and so it's funny because I'm upstairs trying to write. Everybody's going downstairs. And I'm looking because I want to know what the Eagles did because, you know, obviously if they're undefeated or not undefeated, because we're going down to the locker room because the Cowboys won the game. And I saw 4th and 1 from the 25. And I didn't know what happened. I'm saying, okay, I'm sure they kicked the field goals going to overtime. Because it, it was 2017. There's no way they're missing the chip shot. Ch- chip shot field goal from the 25-yard line. You know? And some things over overtime, and I find out what happened, how they got the 4th and 1 when I get downstairs. It's crazy. The Eagles won. You never believe how they won. Boom.
1: Clarence Hill, for star Telegram. Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com. John Mishota of The Athletic. This has been the Media Match. We'll do it again tomorrow at 3 p.m. right here on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!